TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. About 42 days till Bears opening game, but who's counting? Also 146 days till Alaska's famous Iditarod. Just in case you're wondering, welcome everybody. Two guys at a mic show, talkzone.com. There's some reports. We have to confirm it with our uh, inside sources who are discussing with other people's inside sources. (coughs) Excuse me very much. And those inside sources are saying to our inside sources that Chris Bosh and D. Wayne Wade Maybe signing with the Miami Heat, potential depression here in the city of Chicago for the Bulls fans. It's the coach of the big dog with your right up until 11 o'clock sports talk and more. And I welcome in my occasionally dysfunctional but always entertaining co-host, Joe, the big dog, Radulonski. Joe, how are you? Hey, Coach, uh, I- I'm doing a lot better now that uh, luckily I woke up around 6 o'clock this morning and got the news about Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Because if I had just heard it when you said it to me, I might have pooped myself. I, I mean, really, how disappointing is this as a Chicago Bulls fan? But you know what? Now I'm already over it, and let's move that's, on. And that's... I am with you. The Chicago Bears season starts in about <laughs> six to five days. That's kind of why. I, and I just threw out right before the show, I'm thinking how I'm going to open up the show. You know, I don't want to get all depressed on the basketball. That's kind of why I opened up with the football news. Let's, you know, let's start thinking Chicago Bear football now that we got the Bulls wrapped up and uh, – I guess for the Bulls, we can start thinking about Carmelo Anthony and signing him in 2011, huh? Oh, I don't want him. And plus, he's going to go to New York anyways, so okay. I really don't want him. How about, uh, uh, you know what, why don't we do what you always like to do and stick with the team that got you there? I think that's what the Bulls might have to do right now. And hopefully, mm-hmm. Taj Gibson ends up being a really great player, and, and uh, D. Rose is even better than we think. And we can find oh, a five-and-a-half-inch shooting guard out of the uh, developmental league who can help the Bulls go from 41 wins to maybe 43 wins. Is he part of the shooting Corvers? Uh, he is not one of the flying Corvers, by the way. Yeah, interesting. Well, that's too bad. I mean, if he was, <laughs> I, I, I might think he had a chance. But uh, I'm, not, I'm a little worried about that guy, to be honest with you. The shooting Corvers, huh? Oh, goodness. Big dog, great to talk to you. Now, for the people that listened to yesterday's show, and uh, we sent, even sent an email out talking about your uh, some of your travails. You are featured, by the way, at our mass email that we threw out to our outstanding listening base. The fact that the month of June was not very good with you with a bicycle crash, uh, you meeting a brick wall face first, and the brick wall won that battle. And then yesterday you described over the 4th of July weekend how you got a bug bite and a, uh infection. Thereafter, how did the Dramamine... Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it's an infection. It's just really, really extremely puffy. And uh, I took a bunch of Benadryl. And it actually is a lot better. I okay. felt blocked up and stuff. It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. I have definitely felt better, Coach. So I guess I am going to, have to go with the Claritin, to be honest with you. This okay. is not good. I do not feel good whatsoever. And, and again, we had uh, our producer, Dave, uh-huh. whose wife is the pharmacist. So uh, Dave's wife, the pharmacist, who gave you the advice if the Benadryl does not work to go with the Claritin. Is that correct? 
Yes, yes, I, I did pay attention, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So people are actually that are in the know, they tell me what to do, I okay. usually pay attention. You know what the third thing she was going to suggest, if the Claritin didn't work? Medical marijuana. Oh, is she a street corner pharmaceutical person? Well, you know, she thinks outside the box. She's, you know, well-trained and from a legitimate university, but uh, with the first two don't work. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm going to have to get my guy Fluffy over here then. <laughs> Fluffy, is he one of the guys that lives with you, or no, no, Fluffy oh, doesn't God. live with us. No, but uh, like I've got all, the, I've got a guy named Puff, another you, guy named Fluffy, another you, guy named Cloudy. I mean, you, you got a lot of guys, soft and smoky. You got a pool guy, you got a lawn guy, you got a house guy, an air conditioning. Oh, guy. by the way, my pool guy, I'm done with. Oh, my air conditioning guy. By the way, okay, my my original air conditioning guy, he's in he's in jail right now. Really? Okay. Yes. Turns out that he uh, he was defrauding people, okay? Because he's he's a friend of a cousin, uh-huh. a cousin of a friend, okay? And he came over here, and next next thing we know, you know, we call him up, and the first thing he says to my roommate is like, "When our air conditioning went out, I was, how are your air conditioning working?" And we're like, "It just went out." And <laughs> he just happened to look at it like a week early, the first time we use a coach, it goes out. Uh-huh. Okay, so immediately I'm like, "He messed up our air conditioning." He did it on purpose, so we'd have to go through him to fix it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, no, that wouldn't happen. Well, guess what, Coach? We're, we're starting to believe that that's exactly <laughs> what happened to us. But luckily, uh, Cloudy's girlfriend is uh, knows somebody pretty good, and that guy is 100% legit. He hooked us up, and it only cost us like you know $3,500 to fix that. So. Mm-hmm. I had similar situation over uh, the weekend. Matter of fact, last Friday's show, I had to call Dave Olson. I had car problems, and... Uh, could not make it in, so we played an outstanding replay of the show. I apologize to the listeners for the uh, repeat, but I brought the car in, got a little brake work done and a couple other things, and then um, the next day, the next day while I'm driving, the car battery dies out twice, which I had had no problem with at all. Uh-huh. You know, so I bring it back to the shop, you know, I was like, what the hell, you just worked on my car, everything's fine, car ba-. And after about three or four hours, they come back and say, you know, it's this uh, thing with a hookup here and a dismo here and a dasmo there. But, uh, well, but it was working perfectly before, just coincidence that it happens to be dying. Now we got to fix it, 250 bucks. Uh, you don't know what to think in that situation. You know what I mean? Because you you'd hate to think somebody, because, like, that's really bad. That's despicable. Yeah. You don't want to actually assume somebody did like something like that. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to think in a situation like that, Coach? Yeah. You do. But so your, your, your air conditioning guy did it. I'm sure auto mechanics do that on a uh, fairly regular basis, taking advantage of the fact that most of us don't, you know, know a transmission from a uh, engine. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you can tell, like, so, like, like I noticed, like, when people would talk to my dad, if my dad had to take something in, they would know not to mess with it. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. My dad could take a part of the car and put it back together. Yep. He was like one of those guys. Like, if they talk to me, they'd be like, oh, we're going to get this guy's going to be back in here tomorrow. And the next thing you know, you know, because they'd be able to take advantage of me. Because the only thing I know about a car is, like, you put the key in, it should turn on. That's about all I know. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for your air conditioning guy. Is there uh, possibly a address uh, our listeners could write to the guy? He's probably serving, what, 120 days in jail. Maybe we could write him some nice letters. What did he do, like? Oh, well, no, actually, he's uh, he's going to be part of my television show that got picked up by Fox, Coach my my deadbeat parent television oh, show got picked up. Oh, see, I okay. like that. Turn a negative into a positive. Yeah, find out that uh, he, okay, this guy, by the way, mm-hmm. married Miss Columbia. Your ex-air conditioning guy married Miss, Miss Columbia. 
Columbia. Wow. And that like that like uh that of some see you dad, but she was like in the Miss Universe concert contest, I mean. That's pretty good for so, an air conditioning guy. But you know, the guy he couldn't keep it in his pants. So he kept cheating on her. They got a divorce and now he won't he hasn't paid any child support in like two years. Wow, maybe he should have turned up the humidity in the apartment or the condo where they were living. So he basically defrauded a bunch of people, never paid his child support, did a bunch of other stuff. So I'm not going to put his name over the over the air. But this guy offered me a job. I, was, I look back. What does he think my character is? What did he think I'm some type of criminal? There's. I, I think about it now, Coach. I'm pretty offended that he offered me a job, <laughs> and that was the, one of the few job offers I've gotten. In Very last confusing years. story. But if I got it correct, the air conditioning man, who is now your ex air conditioning man, who got arrested, was once married to Miss Columbia. Yeah. Who impregnated her uh, multiple times, and uh, then yeah. since getting out of jail and now breaking up with Miss Columbia has now offered you a job, and because of that, no, 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 no. Before, before he was, he's no, he's got to go to court and all this over a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't mean to confuse anybody, okay. but I, I probably didn't confuse as many people as you because you're confused easily. Coach. Yes, I am. Very confused. I, I mean, as soon as you get past your driveway, you don't know the way home. Take it easy. Any chance uh, they could have a happy ending that you and Miss Columbia might uh, go out and have one or two or maybe seven or eight dates? Oh, no, I, to be quite honest with you, yes. Uh, I probably could fill her shoes. <laughs> that wouldn't be a problem, to be quite honest with you. But, uh, no, I, I think... Uh, just leave I, out, I, if you do date her, leave out the impregnation part, though. Let the air conditioning guy do that. I've done pretty good with that. And, yeah, and you know what, yeah, if she needs uh, her heating and cooling flushed, I guess you mm-hmm. can always go back to her ex. Yeah. You ever notice, Dave, that, uh, well, of course, Dave's only been with me for a year. I've noticed over the eight years, every time Father's Day weekend comes around, Joel disappears for like four days. <laughs> Sorry, the big dog will not be on the show Friday or Monday. He'll be back on Tuesday. At first, I thought it was a coincidence. You know, Coach, I, I hate to tell you, I'm really sorry to say this, but those I think those travails are done for me. Not because I want them to be, <laughs> but just because of lack of car and funds. Enough with our problems with uh, the air conditioning guys and the auto guys. Our problems right now are the Chicago Bulls lost uh, two of what a lot of people in the city would say maybe the two guys they wanted the most, D. Wayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Now, it's being reported by Chris Broussard of ESPN. I kept hearing that in my first question before I go any further, Big Dog. Who the hell is Chris Broussard? He's some beat writer from Cleveland that has worked his way up the ladder, mm-hmm. and now he's uh, an ESPN basketball analyst. See, I, I I smell a rat. I feel like and you know all the rumors are based on his report. I feel like this guy might be kind of going the way of your air conditioning man. I feel like he might be uh, sending out. Maybe he's trying to convince Wade and Bosch, push him over the top, make a name for himself. But basically, it's his report. And everybody is now emanating it to the uh, vast Internet, and people in Ghana now know that Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade are going to be signing with Miami. So you, no, no, see, Coach, I'd, I'd have to disagree with you. If it was you or me making this report, it would be us just trying to make a name for ourselves. Okay, but this guy has been on ESPN for about two years now. He's really put his credibility out on the line. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I don't see him doing that. It's just the way it's been done. I, I mm-hmm. would have to disagree with you, even though okay. it would be much more fun to, that if that is exactly what's going on. I okay. would. I hope that's what happens. To be honest with you, I was a little. He, he's got egg on his face when uh, when Wade and and Bosch both signed with the Oklahoma City mm-hmm. Thunder. <laughs> 
Could happen. You never know. Stranger things have happened. I was a little depressed coming in the studio today, finding out that, uh, you know, the two guys I hope were coming to my beloved Chicago Bulls were not coming. But David Olson, our producer, uh, not not guaranteeing, but um, comfortably smug, fairly confident that LeBron James, 8 o'clock tomorrow, ESPN. Oh, I'm sorry, it'll be 9 o'clock because it's a one-hour special. So they'll drag it out. But the LeBron James, a decent chance, says producer extraordinaire David Olson, that he will announce for the Chicago Bulls. It, it makes a lot of sense if he comes here, Coach. If he can withstand the pressure, it would make a lot of sense. Now all of a sudden a lot of people are saying he's going to New York. Which i got to tell you something. If he, if he comes to Chicago, I'll be ecstatic. Mm-hmm. If, he goes, if he stays at Cleveland, I'll be happy. And if he goes anywhere else, especially the Knicks, I'm done with the NBA forever. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Yes. I will not watch another NBA game if he goes to Come New York. Come on. Well, I mean, there's also the chance that he's still going to end up in Miami with Wade and Oh, wow. And, Dave, uh, let me let me wow. extend that again. If he Dave, goes anywhere besides Cleveland or, or the Bulls, I'm done with the NBA. The league is boring anyway. Really. It, how would Miami – Miami would have the money to sign all three of those guys? Coach, it's ri- absolutely ridiculous. They'll have to get rid of Beasley for nothing okay. and then have to sign – They'll still have Mario Chalmers at $800,000 a year. And you can go over the cap in the NBA. You just can't add a free agent at maximum deal mm-hmm. over the cap. But you can sign anybody for the average salary wow. in the NBA, even if you go over. Do you understand how that goes? Uh, a little bit. I, okay, I try to like understand. NFL the... or, like NFL or hockey, you cannot go over the cap no matter what. You just cannot go over it. It's a hard cap. And mm-hmm. basketball, so now they have to fill up either eight to ten positions. So they can sign all three of those guys, and it would be 50, just say like fifty million dollars, sixteen point six million apiece. So that's and if the salary cap is fifty one million next year, mm-hmm. all right, just, you see what I'm getting at? They would have to pay every single other player of their nine players the league minimum. Okay. Which basically you're going to have nine guys wow. that are either good players or just trying to get a ring at the end of their career, mm-hmm. or jokers is basically what you're going to get. So. I don't know if that'd be jokers. You, I mean, you got three superstars. You all you need is complementary players. I'm sure that they can find adequate complementary players to play oh, with okay, those yeah, three. Well, Brian Scalabrini. Yeah. Jack Haley. Underrated. <laughs> Jack Haley never getting the true uh, justice that he deserved. Yes, David. Well, I, I mean, I think it comes down to still Chicago's his best chance to win. Because I mean, if he stays with Cleveland, it's going to be it's going to be a loyalty thing. Yep. Because I mean, they are they in a better position than they were last year? Definitely not. Uh, do they have the money to maybe sign, you know sign like say a Carlos Boozer or a David Lee to round them some things out? Mm-hmm. Possibly. On the other hand, the Cavaliers, unlike the Bulls, haven't lost anybody from last year's team, and it was a disappointment. At the end, but let us not forget the big dog and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, they had the best regular season record and did make it to the semifinals. So unless I'm forgetting someone, they haven't lost anybody. If LeBron comes back and you do add Boozer, that could put them over the top. I don't know if they can add Boozer. or But I agree with you, Dave, when you said David Lee. He, he's an underrated player, and that might not be a bad uh, guy to get they're going to have to get rid of somebody to, to bring those guys in, Coach. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have enough room to bring in unless Boozer's going to take like $8 million a season, and why would he mm-hmm. when he can get like twelve? Well, we find out tomorrow, 8 o'clock on ESPN, a one-hour special, 9 Eastern, 8 
Central. We'll talk about that. I got some thoughts on that. Again, our phone number here, 888-463-6748. It's two guys at a mic, talkzone.com. Big dog, let's go out to line number 42. Not sure what's wrong with the other 41 lines, but let's go to line 42 and check in with caller John from Wisconsin. Big John, how are you? Coach and Big Dog, I got to tell you, you know, I'm not a big NBA fan, <laughs> and but I've been following this LeBron James thing, Uh-oh. and this LeBron James thing, I think the best opportunity for LeBron James will be in Chicago with the Bulls, and I'll tell you the reason why. If he was going back to the Cavaliers, he would have announced that before his uh, mini camp of his whatever he did out there in Ohio, because then he put everything to rest before that camp started. If he was going to go back to the Cavaliers. But he mentioned one thing, and he said he wants multiple championships. There is no no professional basketball team out there that has represented multiple championships right now with the teams that want to sign him than the Chicago Bulls, and they really pushed the Michael Jordan area, and he could be the next Michael Jordan of the Bulls. Big Doug? I mean, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, I don't think – what a team has done in the past really will have any correlation to it. Like, But the, the fact is, will they have a team that's set up for a long run? Joe Kim Noah, Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, they should be around there for a long time. Please, please do not forget and, my favorite player, Gennaro Pargo. Well, and don't forget, most importantly, Jerry Reinsdorf will go over the cap and re-sign Derrick Rose or Joe Kim Noah and go and pay more than what the cap will allow just to keep a championship team in order. I mean, he did it for six years with the Bulls when they were winning championships. So that's also another thing that LeBron James is going to have to, you know, be aware of. So there's a lot to it. That's what you – I mean, I understand exactly what you say. I agree with everything. I just don't I – don't, I don't think, like, the previous championships, like, play into it. Unless, like, LeBron wants that pressure. Does he want to play in a place that – where he wants to can be be compared to Michael Jordan every single thing he does. Like if he wins five championships, mm-hmm. John, over the next like seven years, are people going to call him a failure because he didn't win six? Yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't think I don't I don't know how much the the other the previous championships play into it, but the team does, and the best team that he could sign for is the Bulls. And I'm being objective, even though I am a Bulls fan. You know, Joe, I don't think that's going to happen with the comparison. I'll tell you why, uh, because LeBron James has been openly admitted that he looks up to Michael Jordan, and he's he was always honored to wear the number 23 in Cleveland. Well, if he wears the number six when he comes to the city of Chicago, that he's going to be reminded of it every single time he puts out his uniform, which is the, his own pressure. That I mean, that's pressure that he's put on himself, which is actually pretty cool if you think about it. Or, or can you can you see can you see LeBron James wearing number 45 with the Bulls? No, no, he said he's going to wear number six this year. Oh, he will go to number six. Okay, gotcha. Wear number six. I thought he was going to wear number eight in honor of uh, ex-Ohio State number one draft choice, Brad Sellers. No truth to that rumor, huh? Brad Sellers wore eight. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't okay. know what the hell Brad Sellers' numbers <laughs> were. were. Negative, negative now, one. let me let me throw this out to you. I've heard uh, a number of people say, Wisconsin John and Big Dog, that the fact that he's going on ESPN – for a national broadcast, and I'm sure they're going to you know, make a whole production out of it, the fact that he's doing that means that he's going to stay with Cleveland because he wouldn't do a one-hour big nationally televised press conference to announce for another team because that would embarrass his home city. So the fact that he's doing that tomorrow means 
he's sticking with the Cleveland Cavalier. Your thought on that? Hold on. Have you ever been to Cleveland? You don't need a one-hour ESPN special <laughs> to embarrass Cleveland, okay? Wow. Seriously. Oh, man. Have you, have you heard? Have it's you a much, much improved city. The Cleveland Municipal Department, Big Dog, has done a nice job the last five years. There is a YouTube video that I know Big John has seen it because he spends way too much time in front of YouTube. Uh, but <laughs> it basically, it's a, it's a song that rips on Cleveland. And mm-hmm. one of the lyrics is, we have uh, an economy based on LeBron James. Okay, and the, and the the final lines are, "We're not Detroit. We're not Detroit." I mean, coach, you got to see it. I mean, it is funny. So, I, I, on behalf of the people of Cleveland, I take your humor as a personal affront. <laughs> Thank you very much. But John, so you don't buy, you don't buy that uh, theory that that uh, by going on national TV, you know, he it means he's going to Cleveland because he wouldn't embarrass his whole his old city, his hometown, by making a big production, then announcing for another city. I think there's some some credence to that. Well, you know, there might be some credence to that, Coach, but I don't think that if he was staying with Cleveland that mm-hmm. he would have he would have put everything to rest before his minicamp and remove any kind of distraction and really concentrate on that. But I really think his considerations, and he, he was, at the time he started that his camp, he was not going to stay in Cleveland. And I think he was just trying to figure out where he was going to go Who's got the best scenario and, and thing for him? Mm-hmm. And and it, it, the bottom line is also this: he may stay with Cleveland after deciding through that mini camp. But I think and I believe that when he started that mini camp uh, in in Ohio, he was not staying with Cleveland. But if he announces that he stayed with Cleveland, that decision came after mini camp and didn't. He didn't decide that beforehand because he would have put it to rest beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coach, and 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 I don't know like how good, I'm not saying he isn't he isn't staying in Cleveland, but everywhere you go, you see me wears a New York uh, Yankees hat. He always talks about when he grew up. He grew up a Chicago Bulls fan, and when people say, "Well, you're from Cleveland," he'll say, "No, no, 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 I'm from Akron." Interesting. See what I'm getting at? So I don't yep. know. I I don't think he has got as much. Oh, I got to stay in Cleveland because it's Cleveland love as you might think he does. Coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Hey, Wisconsin. And, and I don't blame him. Seriously, he grew Akron's an hour and a half away from Cleveland. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, it's really not. I can if you're from Akron, you don't automatically become a, like a, a Cleveland fan. You can be a Detroit fan, Chicago fan, not a Cincinnati fan. That's totally, in Ohio's like that. They mm-hmm. if you're from the north, you like Cleveland, and if you're from the south, you like Cincinnati. There is so. one other uh, rumor. I don't know if you read our website, uh, Wisconsin John. We're going to let you go. We appreciate the call. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a good show. Right back at you, Wisconsin John. Thank you very much, Wisconsin John. Checking in, you can too. He drops off, leaves eight other lines open. Hey, when that happens, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight to reach the big dog and the coach, two guys and a mic. You can also email us at Mike two guys at aol dot com. M I C and the number two, Mike two guys at aol dot com. Big dog, did you see the rumor that uh, was first put out on our webpage? Uh, which particular was that? The one about Rue McClanahan, or was it the one about LeBron James? <laughs> I'm over Rue McClanahan, the death of BC. You know, now you're going to depress me again. I was all over it. Oh, I'm sorry. Coach. That I happened a me. couple of weeks ago. It was a difficult week for me. I was over it, but you had to bring that back into it. No, nothing to do with Rue McClanahan. You need to look at our webpage more often, because if nothing else, we embarrass you on a regular basis. You might want to fight back defensively. It, it, it needs to be more mobile friendly. Why are we not mobile friendly? Are you talking about the Facebook page, Coach, or are you talking about the TalkZone.com page? Uh, or are, I'm talking about our two guys in a mic fan page. Okay. 
Yeah, very on mobile Facebook, friendly. you mean? Whatever. Well, then, well, people need to know this. Is it on Facebook? How do they get to this page? Well, they, they can go to our web page. Correct me if I'm wrong, David Olson, at www.twoguysmike.com. On the web page, you can join our Twitter. You can join our Facebook. you got all the info there, including, by the way, a brand spanking new edition of the Coach's Corner, which I know so, you're excited about. So twoguysmike.com? Yes. Okay, so I didn't know this, Coach. I've been, I'd, have been, I'd have been plugging it everywhere I go. Oh, goodness. Seven months on the air. You didn't know we had a fan page, a web no. page? Two, no. the number two, guysmike.com. You're killing me, big dog. Anyhow. Well, I, you don't know how. I'm not going to start working for you, Coach. I really am. That's I just thought we had this. Unbelievable. Right. David Olson, the uh, the dysfunctionality of this particular show amazes me on a regular basis. Anyhow, the rumor that's out there started on our fan page, starting to catch a little momentum as the LeBron James will announce, a la Michael Jordan, that he is giving up basketball. He's going to take a shot at Major League Baseball. He's been rumored to be spotted at a Denny's in Birmingham, Alabama. Really? Well, I don't know if it's really, but that's the rumor. Okay, well, uh, well, you're supposed to say yes if it's a rumor. That is the rumor. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, See, the, I, I've you said he, was, he idolized Michael Jordan. He might be going that route. Yeah, I've been tweeting that he's going to sign with the Cubs. It's funny you say that, Coach. Okay. See, we're thinking on the same wavelength, and that's a problem probably for both of us. i, I got to say something. He could probably have a little bit more power than most. Actually, why doesn't he play wide receiver for the Chicago Bears? Not bad. Not bad. Six foot, what is he, six eight? Vertical six, leap eight. of 37 inches. I think Mike Marks could fit him into the playbook. And when he was in Ohio, he was one of the top wide receiving prospects Four colleges. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, I remember reading this back in the day. They said the only reason why he's not the number one prospect is because everybody knows that he was going to be go, go directly to the NBA. So yep. there was no reason to even have him in the top ten. But still, like that's that's why he was that good of a football oh, yeah. player, and he didn't play his senior year because uh, mm-hmm. uh, somebody got in his ear and they were right. They were like, "You don't want to hurt yourself playing a sport that you're not going to make millions in next year like you will mm-hmm. playing basketball. So. And I'd say looking back at it, probably a pretty good decision, but the point well taken, if he wanted to, he could be a hell of a football player. Let me real quick, before we go back out to the phone lines, again, 888 I want to leave the whole LeBron thing. I'm getting all Le- I've been LeBroned out, but now with the news this morning, we had to re-enter the um, free agent world much against my particular liking but you know as a professional sports talk host we got to do that david olson let me throw this out to you espn national broadcast tomorrow what if let's just say barack obama our fine president decided to call a press conference tomorrow at the same time give me a guess ratings for the barack obama speech versus the lebron jam i'm almost afraid to find out but where do you think the ratings would fall percentage-wise barack Versus LeBron making his announcement. It'd be bigger for Barack just because it'd be on the major networks and not ESPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you would have, what, how would, a 12 channels carrying one and one carrying the other. Okay. So. Exactly, exactly. So, so kind of an unfair comparison. It's an but... unfair comparison. Okay. So I don't think the ratings on this are going to be all that big. Because I, okay. I, I think a lot of people are kind of I, I I think it's kind of disgusting. Uh, well, I do too, but uh, but I disagree. I think the rate if he if there's no rumors that get out beforehand, I think the ratings will be huge. 
And, and I agree with your disgust. I'm tired of it. I think the whole thing is well, mental. Well, what I want to know, I mean, are they going to pad it out to a whole hour like, oh, sure. like American Idol? Absolutely. And then in the last five minutes, they're going to announce it? I guarantee they won't and announce the it at the start. Is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, Crystal. Power socks, yeah. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's an unbelievably great idea, and I think this is the, the best thing that LeBron James may, ever, may have ever done as a pro. Uh, he's, the only reason why he's letting ESPN do this is they've guaranteed to give – all money from the advertising sales during the hour to the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. So when I was first mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? He's this much of an attention hound? Then I found out he was doing that. I'm like, well, you know what? If you're going to be an attention hound, you might as well get a, you know, $50 million or however much mm-hmm. money they're going to make out of this to mm-hmm. uh, probably not that much. So like $5 million to Boys and Girls. Right, that's, that's good. That's good. pretty cool. Good. Now I feel better. If I do watch it, I feel better about watching it. I'm glad you said that for a, for a good cause. I like that. Uh, I'm tired of talking to producer David Olson. Joel, you make the decision. It's time for us to take a break, but we have a caller on hand. Take our schedule break or sneak in one more call. Big dog. You make the call, not producer David Olson. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the caller, coach. The caller? Yeah. Not our paid advertisers. No, no, they go with the caller, coach. They can wait. Unbelievable. Out to the phone lines very quickly we go. Line 23, checking in. How about that? It's caller Jim, checking in from Chicago. Jimmy! Hey, guys. How you doing out there? You guys staying nice and cool? Oh, absolutely. Well, Joel's, Joel's not because his air conditioning man's in jail. I heard that. I heard that. Um, that's a shame. You know, <laughs> I feel like taking a road trip out to Aurora. I can fix you up. <laughs> I, well, I, I, you know what? I really wish I, I should have called you way back in the day, but we actually did get a guy that came in, and he was the guy that had originally put in our furnace. And trust me, we got fisted on that one. But he was able to finagle a way to say that <laughs> when the the furnace that they put in blew out the air conditioner because they're connected somehow. <laughs> I don't know how, but and because of that, we didn't have to pay for any of the parts. Uh, the only labor, pro- so he just saved us about fifteen hundred bucks by doing the that. The problem is, Jim, during the winter when they turn on the heat, the stove goes on. Oh, it's one of those cars. <laughs> one of those cars. Once you wipe the trunk open, oh, it's a metal stove too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm getting out on the airwaves. You got got a technical thing going on. I couldn't oh, we hear do. Dave. I couldn't hear the caller from Wisconsin. Is Probably that right? He's hearing me either. Are you? Li- you're listening via the website. Of course. Interesting. Of course. Our producer, David Olson, outside the studio right now. Caller Jim saying that we're having some technical difficulties here, David. He knows. He knows. Oh, he does it. know. It's fixed. It's fixed. Thank cool. you very much. Oh, all that right. means they're going to hear me now. God bless you. Oh, and I hear Dave now, too. So, so that means yeah, all of our brilliant comments earlier were not heard? No, no. Well, uh, John's comments were not heard, luckily. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. live with that. No, yeah, we missed the guy <laughs> from Wisconsin. That's all. You know, we heard you guys. Oh, that's weird. So that must have been weird radio. So you... All right, well, let's forget about it. Thank anyway, you very much. Uh, Jimmy, what, what, what's on your mind today? I got my uh, oldest son already asking me when the Bears start, because I think he's <laughs> given up on everything else uh, going on no, they, out there right now in Chicago. They report in about uh, eight days or so. Today's, today's Blue, Wednesday, 42 so red, 17. Like Thursday, Friday, next split week, left. They, report, they report uh for minicamp. Hut, hut. Ready, set. So, Blue, 17. Oh, no regular cam, not minicam. So. Well, he's finally agreeing with me how bad the Cubs are, you know. He used to say, oh, that's a terrible thing to say. You know, now he's like, the Cubs are done. <laughs> the Cubs season is done. Hey, 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 two in a row, Jim. Two yeah, in a row. The playing. Who knows? A little momentum going into that's, all-star that's break. The point. They, see, their schedule has been stacked against them so far, Jim. Everybody they've played has been better than them. <laughs>
Well, that's pretty okay. much the entire league. Yeah. That's, okay. that's that's bad scheduling, Big Doug. Yeah, actually, they had an easy schedule, but that isn't. They can't beat them anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Pittsburgh beating up on them, and yeah. nobody else. That's okay. Bring on, bring on the big boys. We do better against the big teams. Ramos Ramirez starting to hit again. Hopefully, the pitching comes around. Watch out, Jimmy. The Cubs. The second half. This could be. <laughs> this could be our year. Yeah, if if you look at what's remaining on the schedule, I mean, to come back against two teams that are ten games ahead of you. Yep. Um, where both of them have easier schedules as far as home and away mm-hmm. and against teams that are 500 or better, the Cubs have to play more teams that are 500 or better than the other two teams. I mean, yeah, but luckily the Cubs play a lot of games with those two teams. So if the Cubs are to make a run, and if the Cubs do get hot, they will be playing the Reds, they will be playing the Cardinals. And I'm just going to remind you of two things. Ryan Franklin is the closer for the Cardinals. See what okay? happened to him yesterday? Uh, what, that, the stuff that happened yesterday is going to be happening a lot more frequently. And another thing, Jim, mm-hmm. Dusty Baker is the manager of the, of the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, I know, Mr. Toothpick. I remember. So, uh, I so remember. The way I look at it is I'm not ready to cash in the chips on the season. I'm, I'm getting close to, though, trust me. I, I mean, like the, 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 the money is getting thin right now, and I'm not sure if I want to hand up anymore, but. I'm not ready to cash them in just yet. They got about two more weeks before we decide if they if they cash them in. Right. Well, I figured them around 500, and I think you were with me at the beginning of the season that they weren't going to be a great team, but they've been utterly disappointing in so many games. It was just it's just disheartening. Mm-hmm. Well, if you remember, I don't know if you listened to that day, but I predicted them to go 39 and 123 this year. So to be quite honest with you, they're playing better than I thought they. Oh. I didn't think you were going with them that bad. I thought you oh, were. Just, oh, you know. they had five rookies in their starting rotation. I mean, in their in their bullpen. bullpen. They don't have a leadoff hitter. Uh, they they've got no speed. I really didn't expect them to play this well. I didn't know they were going to pitch this well. So I really don't think they're going to get back in it. But you know, I'll follow them all the way up until Jay Cutler throws his first interception. Yeah, I'll, fo- I'll follow them. <laughs> so I got my Cubs flag flying out in front of the house. You know, just maybe people will take pity on me and give me some air conditioning work. You know. <laughs> Beautiful. If you need air conditioning work, how can people want to get a hold of you, Jim? The independent air conditioning man and a long time loyal friend of the program. Is there a uh, email people can get a hold of you, Jim? No, but actually, I did uh, go on an interview last week with Uh-oh. a company out in Crystal Lake. Okay. So I'm waiting for a call this week. Hopefully, it's positive. I mean, it sounded like a good interview. I thought it went well, but it's a growing community out in Crystal Lake. I got a feeling this could be your lucky break. Did you bring your your rib tips? No, I did not bring him any food. You would have got the job. You should have brought the rib tip. Pretty much anybody I work for has uh, always been able to have my food. And, you know, over the years, there's been quite a few. Even you guys, I didn't work for you, but I've still brought you my food. Kind of a hobby. Beautiful. Jimmy, we got to take a quick break. We appreciate the check-in. Keep on uh, thinking about the Cub, but you are right. Chicago Bear training camp right around the corner. Opening day of football. We'll be breaking down the Bears' offensive line next week. You make sure you listen in, okay? Okay, hang in there, guys. Stay cool. Beautiful. Jimmy from Chicago, staying cool. The uh, air conditioning man, that's what we will do. We're going to take a quick break. Big Doe, when we come back, let's forget about free agency for just a second. Talk some baseball. Cubs two in a row in the White Sox. Even though they got a little bit of bad news, maybe a lot bit of bad news with Jake Peavy getting injured, the Sox win again, and they are playing some outstanding baseball and a lot of great finishes yesterday, too. We'll do an MLB re, uh, round them up and wrap up. Stick around. Two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com. The coach and the big dog at your service. Back in 42 seconds.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Big dog, a couple of emailers writing in yesterday. You got uh, more than a few compliments on your breakdown, professional breakdown, of the hot dog, Coney Island hot dog eating contest over the weekend. The listeners uh, gave you a thumbs up for your breakdown on that particular event. Uh, well, yeah, Coach, my, when my thumbs up are normally when I am eating. You know, I've been in a bunch of eating contests, and I've yes. won every single one of them except one particular one, which was uh, at uh, what do you call Potbelly Sandwich Company. There was, I don't know how many people were there. There was like 35 of us. I finished in second. And I in five minutes, I ate two subs and drank two uh, milkshakes. They give you the extra large milkshakes, the regular subs. And I started on the third, thought I had won, and I could have kept on eating. But some dude way at the end, some little guy, the smallest guy in there, actually <laughs> had a little bit more of the sandwich eating. So out of every other contest I've been in, I've won. Uh, that sounds well, like the uh, that sounds like the Boston Marathon from a couple of years ago, where that lady had a huge lead, huge lead, no one even in sight, and she's high five in the crowd as she comes down the final line. You remember this one? Think of what yeah. was at the Olympics or Boston, and all of a sudden, female number two just comes storming from behind. She never saw her. By the time she looked around, she couldn't get her momentum back up, and this lady passed her up. That is what happened to you at the famous Potbellies eating contest. And you know what? It sounds like that's a contest that. Probably not too bad to lose. No, well, no, actually, I do love pot dogs. They're, they're they're fantastic. I could have kept on eating. I wasn't even full, which is actually the thing that made me the uh, most upset. The guy was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm bloated. I was like, oh, this is horrible. Why couldn't have been six minutes? I would have totally passed this dude. <laughs> yeah, and it, it easy. was a thousand bucks too. I needed it. Here you are coasting away, and the little dude at the end caught you at the at the, at the finish line. Okay, do you know? Uh, have you ever like Subway? Have you ever seen a party sub by Subway? Yep. I ate a foot long party sub. In 10 minutes, one time. That's a lot of food, Coach. And the, the worst thing is, is, I was in this contest with a bunch of other college students. Nobody even ate like a third of it. I could have totally cruised, but I ate the whole thing in less than 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, I've been in cherry pie eating contests. I've won every single one of those. Uh-huh. So I do realize I, I did lose the hot dog eating contest mm-hmm. with Joshua Fox. But we only ate one yes. hot dog. It was Josh the Waterboy Fox. We did it in studio. It was yep. like Super Dog or whatever the heck what it was. Mm-hmm. See, but what happened was I bit like half the hot dog, and I turned and I looked at Joshua Fox, and he put the hot dog in sideways <laughs> into his whole mouth. And I started laughing so hard that yes. I spit it out, and I, I didn't win. So you gave me a really hard time for that because well, like I expected to win even though he was – you know, four ninety nine, and I was two hundred one. It was a shocking upset, especially as uh, you know, you pulled off a of Muhammad Ali. You were cocky beforehand. You were uh, taunting the crowd and taunting Josh Fox. If I remember correctly, though, both of you guys were usurped as a highlight by a female sales and marketing director Diana Rodino, who watched the contest in absolute disgust. That was the highlight of the whole thing. Uh, well, without question, anytime Diana Rodino was actually yes. in the general vicinity, it was <laughs> she was the highlight of the whole thing. So, ooh. I one time saw her in a camouflage bikini. Coach, we we digress. Never mind. A camouflage bikini? Yes. I'm not familiar with what that might be. Like like the bikini was camouflage pattern and color. Uh, it was it was quite a sight to behold, to be quite honest. Wow. Do we need to take another break, Big Dog, or are you okay to go on? 
So, yeah, I, I need one if you don't mind. Okay, I'm good now. Suddenly the White Sox uh, winning streak is, doesn't seem quite so important as you put it all in perspective. But let's see if we can talk some baseball here. Cub fans, Sox fans, baseball fans. We'll do an MLB, round them up and wrap them up here. 888-463-6748. Let's get off the NBA and the free agents for just a minute. The White Sox, big dog, hottest team in baseball. Beat Anaheim 6-4 to yesterday. Uh uh, I'm sorry, not six to four, four to one. That was the Cubs score. Jake Peavy, though, the one negative in the second inning. I'm sure you saw the replay throws a fastball and the arm did not look good from past experience. You watch injuries like that. You hope for the best, but you expect the worst. Yeah. You know what, coach? I, I'd have to say this morning is not a, the total sigh of relief, but I, I think White Sox fans are feeling a lot better about it. I don't think we don't think it's as bad. Is what it looked like because it looked like he was done the way he ran off the mound mm-hmm. and stuff. But it ended up being his lat muscle, which you know you use it's basically your back muscle, the yep. middle of your back. You know you use it on every pitch, but it, it, it's it's like a strained muscle and it hurts really really bad. But it, it it's one of these things that it's going to go away mm-hmm. if he can. I, we don't know how long it's going to take, but it isn't like he's going to have to do no surgery. You know, no rehab of his arm, nothing like that. It's a muscle issue in his upper lat in his back, right underneath his armpit. ESPN's you know, so uh, it's ESPN. A weird way, coach. I know we were all like, "Oh, he's done for the year. He might miss like a month." Is where what we're that's, talking that's, about. That's a lot different than what it looked like yesterday. Does it's yesterday still significant? It like he was done for the season. That's still significant, even a month. ESPN's Chris Broussard, by the way, reporting that he will be out only two weeks, assuming he can get the proper deep muscle massage. Well, trust me, Coach. Um, I don't, like, let me see. Thirty uh, fifth and Shields, thirty fifth and Billback <laughs> Drive is where. U.S. Sailor is, no. let me think, Chinatown is at 26th and Shield. No lack of places for a deep muscle massage, is that what you're saying? All you have to do is just drive a couple blocks north, and trust me, there's there's uh, Ling Ling's, there's Miss You, there's, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of places, Coach. <laughs> All right. So trust me, you go into Miss You, you will definitely miss them. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Let's give a little credit to a Tony Pena, if we could. He had to come in without much preparation, pitched four and a third innings, held Anaheim in check, and then Alex Rio's home run kind of opened the gates. They got a nice uh, finish by the bullpen, a nice win, four to one White Sox. Still a game out because the Tigers won and the Twins won. But, boy, you talk about a team that has turned it around in a hurry. The Chicago White Sox are that. Yeah, we we can talk about the White Sox. and If the White Sox have a must-win situation again in about – in about a you know any time in the next month, mm-hmm. all you got to do is just take your your starting pitcher out in the middle of the second inning and just have Tony Pena come in unexpected and have him give you five shutout innings. He's pretty good. Yeah, he is I, pretty I mean, good. I mean, he, that's the second time this year he's done that for the mm-hmm. for the Chicago White Sox. I mean, what? I mean, that, that's pretty amazing, Coach. If you consider, uh, uh, I mean, the, the guy has never. I mean, he just comes in out of nowhere. And he's done this in the Burley game. He did it yesterday. Five innings, four, what is it, four and two-thirds innings, a, a shut-up ball that's pretty good. He definitely deserved the W yesterday. So that's what Had a couple of uh, rough outings before that, too, so that was a little comeback. Overall, though, it's been a very good season for Tony Pena Jr., I believe. I'm not sure who Tony Pena Sr. is, but uh, Tony Pena Jr. doing a nice job. And uh, i tell you, the young kid, I don't know if you've watched him play much, and I need to analyze more the little bit I've seen. Dayan, don't call me Damon Visayeto. When he's up at the plate, I like uh, I like the cut of his jib, Joel Redwanski. I think he's got 
And again, I need to watch more, but I like what I said. I think this guy could be a professional hitter for the White Sox. Uh, you know what? He's got the he's got the lower body of it for it, yep. and he uh, what he definitely has the power. If he can swing at strikes, I mean, he's a young guy, and that you know that seems to always be the issue with the young players. Mm-hmm. But uh, if he starts swinging at strikes, he's got so much power, coach. He's going to end up being a, a very very good hitter, mm-hmm. a very good hitter. You're right. He's got the build of a uh, a baseball hitter. That low base kind of a almost a Pablo Sandoval, if you will, who probably has the best base in all of sport. I love his base. <laughs> yeah, very, very. He doesn't have the Pablo Sandoval base, but he definitely does have a pretty good base. <laughs> By the way, we should mention uh, the guy who's going to fill in for Jake Peavy, be it two weeks, a month, or hopefully not, but could be longer than that. Daniel Hudson is going to come front and center for the Chicago White Sox. He's going to be pitching some big games coming up uh, from Triple A, and of course he pitched for the White Sox last year, so suddenly young Danny Hudson becomes a key as the White Sox do battle for first place. Oh, that, that's going to be a huge, huge uh, uh, a key for the team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he pitched for him last year. I think you know, last six, seven starts toward the end of the season did pretty well. But we will find out under pressure how he does. Moving quickly to the Cubs, they win six to four, two in a row. Ramos Ramirez with a couple of homers. Kosuke Fukudome with the home run. Big dog. Two guys that have uh, struggled for much of the season, and you know, it's one game. You don't want to get overexcited, but. Certainly a rare positive for your beloved team. Yeah, and you know what? Just as long as they're not giving up and keep on coming out there. And, you know, isn't it like we've been saying it for the last couple of weeks, you get the ball to Sean Marshall and Carlos Marmol, the Cubs are going to win games. And, yep. and it happened again. Uh, you know, Marshall gave up a run yesterday, but it was after some really bad fielding. But he's been phenomenal all year long. Carlos Marmol has been phenomenal. They can turn it into a seven-inning game if they could ever have a lead going into the eighth, as well as uh, Marshall and and uh, Marmol have pitched this year. Um, but it's good to see Aramis Ramirez hopefully coming out of it. And yep. you know the season isn't over, and I do realize it's going to take them a freaking miracle to to make the playoffs. But you know what? It's not over yet. Keep on the hustle and keep on doing the yeah. right things. Yeah. And maybe Derek Lee mm-hmm. and Aramis Ramirez will wake up, and maybe Kosuke Fukudome will have a a really good month that doesn't rhyme with um, April sometime during his career, hopefully to be this year. <laughs> By the way, we should mention Carlos Silva, too. Big Dog, if I would have told you at this point before the All-Star break that questionable number 5 pitcher Carlos Silva was going to have nine wins, you're probably predicting the Cubs are somewhere comfortably ahead of the Reds and Cardinals. We all know that's not the case, but Carlos Silva, what a breakthrough he's been for the Cubs. His ninth win last night, he pitched six strong for the Beloved. Well, all I got to say is I had a friend of mine say this to me. I think Carlos Silva's going to be comeback player of the year. <laughs> After he was smoking a bong one. Okay, that's what he said to me in, in April, Coach. And I was like, you're out your mind. Go ahead and smoke whatever you're smoking. And guess what? He might be right, Coach. Interesting. Maybe you should give him some more of that medical marijuana, see what other predictions he can come up with. <laughs> Tell him I'd like to find out how the Bears are going to do this year before I put my bet down. No, no. No matter what, he, he'll tell you. He'll tell you the Bears are going to go nineteen and zero next year. Mm-hmm. Devin Hester will lead the league in in receptions. All right. Jay Cutler will have no interceptions. All right. so, very, very quickly, I want to do the MLB round them up and wrap up. I don't know if David Olson's got any music for our round them up and wrap them up. And then uh, we also got to mention quickly the Tour de France because no other sports show, Big Dog, no other sports show is going to cover the Tour de France stage to stage coverage of the Tour de France 
than our good friends right here at Two Guys at a Mic Show. I almost said the morning break, our own radio show, so we got to do that. <laughs> and we got a World Cup soccer game today to talk about, right? Oh, heck yeah, with Poland takes on yeah. Spain. So let's very quickly, we got any uh, music for our MLB round them up right? It was a great day. Very exciting day in baseball yesterday. Uh, big dog, very quickly. Kansas City, the Royal beat Seattle three out of two, nine out of 12 for the Royals. Is it too early to call them a contender? Uh, yeah, I do believe it's a little too early to call them a contender, but you know that they lead Major League Baseball in batting efforts, the Kansas City Royals. There you go. Uh, David DeJesus. What? Hey, uh, yeah, Billy Butler. That team could hit Coach Jose Let's let's okay, throw so. let's throw caution to the wind and call him a contender. Moving quickly along, Texas twelve, Cleveland one. They are a contender. Josh Hamilton a homer, Vladdy Guerrero a homer. Watch out for the Rangers. They can hit. Yeah, and watch out for falling fans from the stands. What a horrible <laughs> sight yesterday. That was at the, you know what I'm talking about, Coach? I heard about it. I forgot which game it was. That was at the Texas game. Oh, my goodness. They show, they're show they showing the like the pitch, and like the umpire notices out of the, the corner of his eye, and he like throws his hands up over his eyes, and they run away. Players couldn't even watch. Disgusting, Coach. That was, that's one of the worst things I've ever heard about ever happening but, at, at a ballpark. But uh, so, not that he's not seriously injured. He's okay as far as... Uh, Severe, well, permanent. Moving his extremities. It's because yes. luckily for him, he fell on four innocent people. Interesting. Are the innocent people moving their extremities? They were all banged up and they were treated, and they should be okay. This, uh, I, I honestly haven't heard a report since last night, though. But the guy is not handy. Uh, he's not like going to be a paraplegic or anything like that. I'm so. almost afraid to ask, but are you moving your extremities? Most of them. <laughs> The Tigers knocked off Baltimore. Great ball game here. Seven to five. Orioles had a five three lead heading into the ninth inning. Miguel Cabrera two run homer to tie it up. Johnny Damon two run homer in the eleventh. Tigers miracle comeback for the Orioles over the Orioles. Big dog right now. If you vote Miguel Cabrera MVP American League. You know what, Coach? He's definitely way, way up there. He's definitely one guy that you'd have to consider. I would lean towards him right now in the first half. That's not a bad pick. Minnesota 7, Toronto 6. Not good for the White Sox. Game went back and forth, back and forth. Twins get a base hit with the red-hot Denard Span in the eighth inning. Twins 7, Blue Jays 6. Great ball game there. Yeah, and, you know, the Blue Jays, they keep on looking like they can make a run, but they just can't get it together. And they can't help out the White Sox either uh, yesterday. There was many opportunities for the Blue Jays to win, but they don't get it done. New York Mets knock off Cincinnati 3 to nothing. Someone finally silences the Red Bats, and Johan Santana gets the shutout and his first MLB career homer. Did you watch him jog around the bases, Big Dog? Uh, no, I did not get to see. I, I have not seen the home run yet, Coach. Uh, but uh, I know he, I did see that he, he tipped his hat. After the home run, that was pretty funny. <laughs> He's been pitching for a while. That was his first career homer. Mets win at Washington over San Diego, six to five. Another thriller here. Ryan Zimmerman. Is he an All Star? Well, no, no, he is not. He's part of the fan voting right, well, he, for he, being an All Star, which means he will not be an All Star because Joey Votto, Votto, definitely man. deserves that. Coach. Don't count out Ryan Zimmerman yet. He helped out his voting two homers yesterday, including. A ninth-inning walk-off blast, Washington 6, San Diego 5. Big win for the National. Somebody cools off the Padre. Yeah, the, the Padres, my goodness. They are, they are. all they do is pitch and catch the ball, Coach. Atlanta knocks off Philadelphia 6-3. to three. The Phillies are stuck in the mud in Atlanta. Bobby Cox trying to make his last season a good one. Matt Diaz, 
two-run double in the 11th inning. The Braves score three in the 11th. Another extra inning thriller. Braves win. Braves win. Yeah, it just goes to show no matter what you think, you know, oh, well, the Heat are going to have these players and this team has this. You know, the Philadelphia was supposed to just cruise their way into the World Series this year, and they might not even make the playoffs, Coach. San Francisco knocks off Milwaukee 6-1. to First Major League career win for Madison Bumgarner, if you would, Ronnie Sano. Tell the fans a little bit about the youngster, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, well, uh, he likes to work quickly. Uh, he likes to keep the ball down in the zone, and he throws a fastball and breaking pitches. Does he like to get ahead in the count? Oh, he loves it that had okay. the count. Just check it. Madison Bumgartner. Sounds like he should be uh, living in a fancy house somewhere. And finally, uh, well, I'll let you talk about it, Big Dog. The game of the day, the Colorado comeback against the Cardinal. For the fans not aware, tell them real quick. Uh, quite simply, the Cardinals go into the bottom of the ninth in Colorado, leading 9-3. to And after they score a couple runs, the Rockies do, and, and uh, the, the Cardinals don't get a double play that they should have got. Well, they bring in Ryan Franklin to close the game out for the Cardinals. And like I said earlier, Ryan Franklin isn't exactly your most reliable closer. The Rockies continue to pound on them. The Spielborgs hits a, a three-run homer. Chris Iannetta hits a three-run homer. And then Seth Smith, a three-run walk-off jack. They score nine runs, nine runs in the ninth inning. And they come back and, and beat the Cardinals in walk-off fashion. Wow. Those are one of those losses, Coach. That like hopefully yep. that it'll affect the Cardinals a little bit. Hopefully the Cubs can keep on uh, like playing well, and maybe they can catch the Cardinals, and then they can worry about getting the Reds after that. Colorado manager Jim Tracy, uh, he's been managing, he's been around baseball many, many years. Said the best comeback he's ever been part of. All right, that's I, I, I had no problem with that. I mean, I've been in little league comebacks coming down like six runs in mm-hmm. the like in the last inning, but. You don't expect to happen in the major leagues. You just yep. don't expect that to happen whatsoever. Nine runs in the bottom of the ninth. All right, real quick, uh, Tour de France, stage four, a rough day yesterday for Lance. He's in his final Tour de France going for his eighth championship. Alberto Contador, the defending champion, big dog. Uh, very quickly, your thoughts thus far on your stage-to-stage coverage of the Tour de France. Um, well, actually, uh Lance Armstrong is pretty close than he closer than he normally would be on the earlier stages. Yes. Normally he the guy he has to like he messes up for it in the mountain area. So yeah. maybe he's got a, a good chance and hopefully he's got the best uh, chemist. A lot of uh... this year. <laughs> nicely put. A lot of crashes early. Do you think that's just a nerve from the bicyclers, or do you think this year will be a particularly violent? We've talked about this before. There's no more violent crashes in any sport, including auto racing, than bike racing. I, I don't think it's nerves, Coach. I just think it, it's difficult to ride those things. Yep. I'm not nervous when when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a car cuts me off and almost hits me, mm-hmm. which happened yesterday and almost killed me. I'm not kidding. So it, it, bikes are just a little bit different, Coach. I, I don't see it. As- well, you got you got a pack of bikes. You have a thin road. You have a large crowd. You have high speeds, and you have protection, basically, which is only a helmet, right? So when they fall, I mean, they, they don't wear pads or anything. Maybe knee pads. But you combine all those factors, the speed at which they're going, the fact that they're almost always in a pack, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 bicycle, huge crowds, and thin roads watching them. I mean, the margin for error in the Tour de France is uh, is, is very, very small. Did we lose the big dog? 
you know what? I kind of I feel a little bad for those guys. Why is that? For the for the simple fact that it, it, when those guys crash, I mean it, it's road it's road rash coach, and those guys don't get that much money. Okay. Sympathies for the Tour de France bicyclers. All right, very quickly before we go, it's Germany against Spain today. Your prediction, Big Dog, who will meet the Netherlands in Sunday's World Cup final as we close the show? Oh, Poland's winning today without a doubt, Coach. Poland? Yeah. There it is. Big- well, Germany, well, the same thing, Coach. Yeah, they've been red hot. They've been, they're missing their leading scorer, though, so we will see. All right, Big well, Dog, no, no, great. No, 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 Miroslav Korsman. Well, but I, he, but I think their leading scorer in this tournament, anyways, has been, uh, I forget the kid whose name is suspended. Mueller. Thomas Mueller, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we got to get out of here. Big dog, be safe out there. Producer extraordinaire, David Olson, great job. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Thank you so much for listening.